Ah, hey, Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Hello, 88.9. I am Sophie Cartwright. I'm Sophie Hill. And today... You will be joining us for Breakfast on the Bridge right here on KMIH Mercer Island, 88.9 The Bridge. So Sophie and I have a little episode theme, if you will, planned for today. Sophie, do you want to tell our listeners what our theme for this morning show will be? So in lieu of The Little Mermaid releasing their live action version, Mm -hmm. I thought it would be a good idea to talk about Movies and then movie remakes as long or as well as uh, movie sequels. Because, okay, did you watch the Little Mermaid remake? I haven't watched it yet. Have you? I just watched it. Um, I just watched it. I just watched it with my friend, and quite honestly, I I really didn't think it was that good. I don't know if it was because it's like a kids movie and maybe that being might older. Be it. I was thinking that, but really, just just looking in retrospect at the movie. I just really don't think it was that good. I mean, the songs were good, of course, but I don't know. I think it might have also just been because it was live action and the movie takes place in the water. So right, right. already there's going to be a few things that just don't match up. But I don't know. Like, I, I just really don't think it was that good of a movie, and I, the sequel at least. And I think in also because of this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about how it's such a common occurrence for really big movies to have these sequels like that. And because the first one was such a success, especially, for example, Little Mermaid, because it was made so long ago, so the animation wasn't necessarily as good as it could have been now. So a remake just seems like inevitable and bound to happen and make more money. But I don't know. I just think it wasn't very necessary in this case. I agree, but I know a lot of people really like the main actress. I don't know how to pronounce her first name. It's like... It's spelled H-A-L-L-E, so I don't know if it's Hale or Oh, Hale. actually, I guess it's also true, because like, I've seen it before in like, articles and news articles. Yeah. But I, I have no idea. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. But um, I think a lot of people really like her, and yeah. she seems like really sweet. I see a lot of TikToks of her, and then I'm like, huh, maybe mm. I should watch the sequel. <laughs> it's but- Yeah, it, it is interesting, because to see a movie that's completely based, like, under, well, completely, but for the most part, based underwater to see that done as of live action and I saw some of the clips of them actually filming it and it's all done not in water of course it's all done <laughs> in front of big blue and green screens so it is really interesting to see how they're able to do that and change that so I thought that was really fascinating yeah I I honestly don't understand how that works yeah it's weird it was I don't even know how to describe the clip that I saw it was so of course the main actor is tied to the main actress is tied to this contraption and it's kind of like a, what's, I don't know what the word is, the stage pulley, the things that makes you fly if you're like on stage. Yeah, like bungees maybe. Not yeah, bungees, it was that sort of thing. Like and they were pulling that and she was like making it as though she was swimming, but obviously in air. So that's <laughs> an insane skill to have and make it appear as though you're swimming when you're really just flying in a bungee. So props to her for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a remake I expected. Um, And there's like... There's a lot of cases, too, where you don't know that movies have sequels. Yeah. And, like, one of these for me was that Cinderella has two sequels. Two? Yeah. I would say, I would say there's more than that. Really? There's, Cinderella. Is there actually? Maybe not tied to the direct Cinderella oh. Disney franchise. Oh, but yeah. But I want to say there's at least ten Cinderella movies. I think you're right. There's, like... You know those spinoffs where it's like Ella or like yeah exactly Cindy, exactly you know? <laughs> yeah there are so 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 many franchises or not franchises there's so many different adaptations of that almost recently too I would say just being because like I know the Selena Gomez is in one is um, she yeah there are so many Cinderella movies and I don't know I just think we need to stop making them quite frankly I I agree I never watched the original Cinderella movie. Oh, the actual Disney one? Yeah, because it kind of, I don't like, like, the old movie, like, Disney oh, movies. Oh, yeah. That's another one, because that was made around the same time as The Little Mermaid, so that's one of the original Disney movies. So, quite frankly, I think Disney's probably going to have another adaptation. 
Yeah, I think you're right. And a lot of them, like, aren't directly related to Disney, though. Yeah. I'm not like, sure if they have to buy rights for that or... I don't know, but, but it just there happens are a lot. so often. There are so many. And I think it's just... It might just be a, an archetype in a movie, and I'm sure a lot of movies are already so close to that archetype that they might as well just make it a Cinderella movie at that point. I think so you're right. I think that's what happened for there. Because at the end of the day, all of these Cinderella movies, they're literally the exact same thing yeah it's like a, a princess or not princess but like the main character is has some bad thing happening in her life a lot of the times like a, uh, she's a bad family and then she meets a guy goes undercover not undercover she goes in disguise they fall in love and then she ha- leaves a single hint for him to that, find that her was her right and that's in every single movie and there's just so many adaptations to it yeah, I would say my least favorite is Cinderella from 2021. This one oh. featured Camila Cabello and this random guy. Um, and he, um, or not he, she kind of like does her own sort of um, like songs, I guess. Yeah. Like she like, I think they made new songs for this. Oh, because this was... Cinderella the musical too. Yeah. This was a musical adaptation. Yeah. It was um oh the Adina Menzel, you know the mm-hmm. from Wicked. Yeah. And also isn't she the voice of Elsa? Yeah. Oh yeah, she so is. So she's like a really good singer, but yeah. so she plays like the oh, yeah, she evil plays, stepmother. She, yeah, I I remember that. When that movie came out, it was that was right after COVID, or I want to say during. Yeah, I think it was during. It was and in 2021. That movie got, it got a lot of coverage. It got a lot of press that when it was coming out, but then when it actually did, it was just. It was just kind of bad. It was a flop. It was a flop, was I would call flop. it. And yeah. I, I think I would credit some of that to it being yet another Cinderella adaptation. But I think what they had going for this one was that they had modern actors and more well-known actors, of course, having Camila Cabello and Adina Menzel. Mm-hmm. But that just, it wasn't enough. It was, it was, I never watched a movie. I probably never will, but I, I don't know. I really yeah. just, it just had not much going for it. And I think that also brings us a little bit to the point of musicals. The There's a really big pipeline of movies to musicals. You're right. You're definitely right. And we have a few of them prepared that we want to talk about. So the first ones uh, are like Heather's Legally Blonde Mean Girls. I feel like those ones all fit into a sort of category mm-hmm. where it's a teen movie. It got a lot of a lot of publicity. It became very popular. And they just decided, we need to make that into a Broadway musical. I think all of those are Broadway musicals. I think so, yeah. I know but, for sure, like, Mean Girls and Legally Blonde, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever watched any of those musical adaptations? I haven't. I'm, like, a little nervous, too. I just... <laughs> I don't know when there would be singing in Legally Blonde or yeah, Mean Girls. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how they... Okay, I watched the... There was my... One of my friend's friends <laughs> was in a musical on Mercer Island. And mm. I went to go watch it. It was Heather's. It was through... I'm not sure what the company it was through, but it was interesting. It's, it's also really interesting to see like people I actually... A few people I've seen around school or mm. have heard of in the musical that I was playing there, but I said it was Heather's and it caught me off guard because I've, I've, I never finished Heather's the actual movie. I saw one <laughs> part of it when I was younger, but so it was just really interesting to see how they're able to adapt movies and turn it into a musical. It's just, it's just so crazy because it's completely reinventing the entire movie and like reinventing songs for it, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. I would actually go as far to say inventing songs for it. Yeah. Isn't that, that's like really interesting. I kind of am intrigued. I want to see like the Mean Girls one, but I I'm, think it's really I'm popular. a little scared to, I don't, I think, okay, I watched the Heather's musical and I, I think I'm going to leave it there. I don't know if I can. Really? I don't know if I have another musical to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have another one in me, but. No, I get that. I get that. It is really interesting and I would be curious to see. And yeah. I'm sure if the opportunity ever arises to see it on like Broadway, I, I would have to go to that, but. Otherwise, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I can take uh, another m- movie yeah. or musical pipeline. Quite frankly, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just best to like leave the classics in movie form. Exactly. But there's got to be a reason why it's so popular. I know, and as long as they don't make another Cinderella one too, 
I think we should be good. We have something against the Cinderella remakes. We have we have a lot against the Cinderella franchise as a whole and all of its remakes. Yeah, there's too much. There is just, quite frankly, far too many. But with that, we are going to be going to one of our features for this morning, which is Annabelle, on her People on the Street segment. So let's hear that now. Hello, I'm Annabelle Hegarty, and this is... A series where I go around and ask random people random questions. This week, I asked my peers what word they constantly misspell, and then I put them on the spot and had them try to spell the word. Let's hear some answers. Clothing? C-L-O-T-H-I-N-G, I think. For me, it's probably Connecticut. I always forget that there's like a second C kind of towards the end. C-O-N-N-E-C-T-U-I-T. Wait, did I just forget like half the word? Um, continuous, continuously. The ones with the inuous, I cannot, I don't know how to use the O-U-S, I can't do it. C-O-N-T-I-N. U-O-S Um, I always spell definitely wrong because I think that it's definitely and that's how I say it. I, I'm like, definitely and it's not how yeah, you say it. Does. Well, I know how to spell it, but I think sometimes I spell it like D-E-F-I-N-T-L-Y That's how I want to spell it. Definitely. <laughs> Excused or especially I feel like it's hard because I don't know if it's an X or if it's a C. It's E-S-P-E- S-A-I-L-Y, especially, 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 E-S-P, special, I can't spell. I misspell exercise all the time, I spell it E-X-C-E-R-C-I-S-E, and I think it's E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E. Yes. Mine is exercise because there's so many ways to pronounce the x sound. E x e r c i s e. One word that I always misspell is gorgeous, which I know is funny because it's like a Taylor Swift song, but I always misspell it. How I would spell it is like g e o r g o u s e. I have no clue how to spell it, and I really i just can't spell that word for me it's always receive and i think you spell it r-e-c-i-e-v-e i would say wednesday um i think it's spelled w-e-n-d-s-d-a-y that's how i th- when does i don't know i can't i can't spell it <laughs> okay i always spell wednesday wrong i think it should be spelled w-e-n-s-d-a-y wednesday but I know it's Wednesday, but that's wrong. I always misspell the word restaurant, and I always have. I believe it's spelled R-E-S-T-A-U-R-A-N-T, but I still always spell it wrong when I don't have autocorrect. As always, thank you so much for tuning in, and keep on listening to Breakfast on the Bridge. All right, we are back with another... That was another incredible People on the Streets feature. Speaking of features, too, we have a little bit of news for today. So first, casting to our news anchor, Miles, can you hear us all right? You're loud and clear. Perfect. And while we have you here, Miles, are you familiar with any of the Cinderella adaptations (laughs) and how there are so many? Um, No, I'm not not a Cinderella guy, unfortunately. (laughs) Well, maybe if you get the chance. I'm sure, actually, no. I'm sure you won't even have to look. I'm sure eventually you'll just see You'll one come of across the, one. Yeah, one of the many, too many Cinderella adaptations <laughs> will find you. It's, so it seems like you want me to like share in your pain, but I'm not. I'm not into that. <laughs> no, like you, you'll see it eventually. Like there's just a little, too many adaptations. But anyways, Miles is our news anchor for today. So let's hear the news that Miles has to share. All right. Well, starting off today's news in Europe, after launching more than a dozen drone strikes on the Ukrainian capital of Kiev within the past few weeks. Russia is beginning to experience retaliation. This morning, several drones have reportedly struck Moscow, causing building damage and at least two injuries. A Russian general is calling for air raid warning systems to be modernized, claiming that the city's air raid alert wasn't triggered because the drones flew at too low of an altitude. Russia has framed the strike as a terrorist attack from Ukraine, which comes as a direct result of Russia's recent military success. 
Meanwhile, Ukraine denies that they are even responsible for the drone strikes. Experts say that these attacks in Moscow are causing a great degree of political damage, as many Russians are losing confidence in their country's ability to defend them. Moving eastward, tensions are high in Asia-Pacific as North Korea announces that it has launched its first-ever military spy satellite. North Korea claims that the satellite will be used to monitor the joint U.S. and South Korean military exercises in the region. The Japanese Coast Guard has warned ships of the possibility of falling debris below the satellite, and Japan has stated that they will shoot down said debris or even the entire satellite if it enters Japanese airspace. Here in America, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives is expected to vote on the bipartisan deal to raise the debt ceiling. If it passes, the bill will move to the Democrat-controlled Senate, where it must be passed by June 5th to avoid default. If the nation defaults, millions who rely on government aid will see their aid disappear, and government workers and soldiers will see their paychecks delayed. Some Republican hardliners have spoken publicly against the bill, arguing that the $2.1 trillion in government spending cuts proposed in the terms of the deal are insufficient. If the bill passes, the debt limit will be extended for another two years. Locally, Police are asking for help to identify a burglar who robbed a beachfront home on the east side at Yarrow Point, north of Bellevue. The burglar reportedly came from the lake, paddleboarding up to the private dock and entering the home through a glass door, then paddling away with what they stole. Police say that around $20,000 was taken in this beachfront burglary. I'm Miles Alvarez, and this has been your morning news on Breakfast on the Bridge. What an interesting story. That... I was not expecting it. I did not know you could just paddle away. Paddle away with the stolen goods. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. That's a lot of ambition. That is. I, I think that's actually a little interesting. That, that really caught me off guard. Every it did. Day, he just kept adding facts about it that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah, it just kept going. Always interesting stories with Miles, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, bringing it back to our theme of movies and movie remakes, um, one remake slash adaptation into like what's it called live action that i didn't expect was the lion king mm-hmm. isn't that kind of weird that like, they're is... animals okay yeah that's another really interesting one because of course it still follows the theme of the little mermaid one which we originally talked about where it was an old disney movie mm-hmm. and a poor animation style that obviously they wanted to revamp and redo but this one was really interesting because it was from animals like you mentioned to people mm-hmm. and i actually i haven't watched the live action mm-hmm. i don't understand how that would work like do they use people i think they yeah, like I'm cgi sure. imagine, animals maybe i imagine it's people with well oh for the a lion king live action yeah i'm gonna look it up actually i'm actually really curious now i imagine it's people with costumes i know for i saw the play once when I oh. was, like, super young. It's also a musical, by the yeah, way. Yeah, oh, oh, really? Or is it a, it's a play or a musical? I'm sure it's a musical. Yeah. Oh, the Lion King live action is, it's animals, but they are very real, uncomfortably realistic. Yeah, so it does look like they used, like, real animals, but I know for sure they just did it. <laughs> that would be, that, wow, that would is, be really odd. <laughs> that's a little bit too far, I think, this Lion King. I, I don't know how to feel about this one. I don't know. Simba's kind of cute. It's a little bit too. It's, <laughs> it's just too realistic. It's a little too realistic. And yes, the live or the musical one is just people in costumes. Yeah, of course. they did not bring in real lions. I don't think they can do that even. Mm. And actually, when I was in elementary school, one of the plays that my school put on because every year the fifth graders do a play mm-hmm. was Lion King. And not to hate on it, but I don't <laughs> think it was. I think it definitely wasn't one of the better ones. Yeah, I think mine was uh, Beauty and the Beast. That was my favorite. Oh, grade play. interesting. Much better choice in my opinion. A lot opinion. of Disney. A lot of Disney. Yeah. It's to make really sure it's um, appropriate for the kids, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> the whole school comes in and watches that. Yeah. I think it's like like built into the schedule, too, oh, to wow. come watch. Isn't oh. that weird? Yeah. So, do you think that The Lion King should have been adapted or no? I think, I honestly think it was a good Broadway play. I thought it was interesting how they, like, use people to, like, move the gazelles. It was just, like, people hopping around. Mm-hmm. And, like, the main actors had, like, these really elaborate, like, face masks or, like, 
headdresses that looked like lions. So it was like, you can tell it's a person there. Yeah. So it's not like uncomfortably like CGI'd, I would say. Like, yeah, um, exactly. The live action. So um, I liked the play. I don't remember much, but I think I liked it. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. And it's really hard to when you're given movies, like the original Lion King movie is the plot of it is basically the entire savannah so that's mm-hmm. it is really hard too and it's really crazy how people are able to make these adaptations and fit it onto a stage or mm-hmm. do that and then we were talking a little bit we're talking a little about the movie to musical pipeline but i think we should talk more about movies and movie sequels because yeah. i think we see that a lot throughout just media and film and it's something we don't really think about is how a lot of movies and movie franchises their entire goal after making a movie is getting a sequel out there. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, it just fails. I think you're right. There's so many sequels that, like, I didn't know existed. Yeah. And I think, well, not think, I know that we're going to talk a little bit about that more after one of our other features. But we're going to talk a bit about a little bit about how there are all of the sequels that there are floating around in the world right now. And how most of them we might not even know, and some of them mm-hmm. might surprise us. But we'll hear that in a bit, right after this feature that we have of a senior salute here at Mercer Island High School. Hello, I'm Elise McDonald, here with Mustafa Aga, a graduating senior here at MHS, planning to attend UCLA in the fall of 2023 to major in applied mathematics. So, Mustafa, how are you today? Um, yes. I'm doing well, you know. I love school right now. I love my friends. I love my teachers. I am suffering from senioritis, I will admit. (laughs) It is quite hard even sometimes to do basic assignments, not because I don't love the material, but because I feel like we are at this communal point as seniors where we just want to spend time with people and work cannot always come on top of that. But I mean, it's important, of course. And I'm getting by, but I definitely understand what everyone said over the years about senioritis. So I talked a little about kind of your basic post high school plan but do you care to go in depth about it well you totally got it right now i'm going to ucla to major in applied mathematics but i'm very confused about a major so as of now that is the plan maybe working as an actuary even later but i'm going to be honest that is totally subject to change i think i'm very confused you know i feel like college is the time when you figure out your interests and your future career and everything like that so I wanted to know what has been one of the biggest challenges you have had to overcome in your high school years. I think one of the biggest challenges is this feeling of FOMO all the time, that you want to go to every plan, make sure to seize every opportunity. But the thing is, it's really hard to manage everything. And you have to understand that it's, it's not human to just do everything you desire sometimes or even everything everyone else expects of you because we all have our limitations and that's normal. Yeah. And I think that has been an important lesson. While it's been very tough to even learn just up to this year, it's taught me a lot. As one of, as a big challenge of mine, it's been something that's taught me the most as well. Mm-hmm. Another thing I've learned more than just a way that's challenged me is I've learned to always try and talk to people. Mm-hmm. Like I was lucky that I had very extroverted friends coming into high school who pushed me to become more extroverted, to just go and talk to people, make new connections rather than be like fear what someone may think of you at first because there's always going to be people who don't like parts of you but I think you have to learn that I've learned that there will always be more people that do so I wanted to go back on the topic of kind of school but what will you remember the most about MIHS so if it's a club a class a sport a teacher I'd say of high school the thing that one of the things I remember most is the cross-country team the amazing people I've gotten to know from my coaches to the people in the grades above me and below me who I keep in touch with and I hope to always keep in touch with it's an amazing sport because you just run with other people like it's people think it's just a solo sport in a way but it's so team bonded in the way that you run and you can always run with others it's not something you ever have to do alone and then lastly as you go off you'll be leaving the rest of us here including me unfortunately um but what are some pieces of advice you have for the remaining people as you've gone through your four years, what have you learned? What would you do differently? I'd say um, just go. Well, I don't know. It sounds generic, but just go for anything. Just um, Sometimes it's okay to have fun. I will say sometimes if you need to sacrifice a bit of something that maybe maybe a bit of, maybe a, maybe like taking it a bit easier in academics sometimes is okay. Mm-hmm. If you do something that makes you feel a bit, like that makes you feel better, that makes you feel more confident, which will actually enrich you later. 
Because mm-hmm. sometimes you want to just think about the short term, which is super important. But the long term, your mental health matters. Your ability to do work matters. And sometimes you have to actually put aside stuff for your best sake, which is hard to put because you always focus on grades. And this is kind of a ramble, but I'm just basically saying don't think in just one path. Mm-hmm. Don't plan out everything in the future because you really don't know how your emotions will change. As much as we try to control our emotions or anything about us, we have no control over some of our biology sometimes. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Mustafa. It has been such a pleasure. I know you're going to do amazing things. This has been Elise McDonald and Mustafa Aga on KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. Wow, it's crazy to think that all of the seniors are just graduating. They're all graduating. And it's really weird to think about all these people who you've known for so long. They're just not going to be here next year. I know, especially, I feel like it's kind of sad. I've like recently, I only recently started doing track, right? Mm -hmm. And that has been my like only sport where like so many people are there because it's a no cut sport, right? Yeah. So I've gotten to know like so many seniors in the past couple months and it's kind of sad. I'm going to see them all go. I know. And especially sports like track as well being all grades. Mm -hmm. It is making all those connections all good, but until until one of them has to graduate. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I I actually got to know Mustafa this year. Mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate his advice. I remember once I asked him, I was like, how did you get into UCLA? <laughs> <laughs> how did you do it? How did you get into UCLA? And so he gave me some really good advice. Yeah. Um, so, you know. That is another one of the really great things about making connections with seniors and having those friendships as well as they went through almost exactly the same thing we did having gone to the same classes going to the same school knowing the same programs internships opportunities so it is really helpful and I, I love the senior gratitude project as well as the senior salutes because it is really insightful I would say mm-hmm. on just advice being given yeah I would say it's one of my favorite radio projects that we do mm-hmm. it's like I think it has the most like room for creativity because like everybody's yeah. answers are going to be different mm-hmm. And everybody has to do one as well, so like a ton of seniors get recognized, which is always nice. Yeah, yeah, it is really nice. And I, I also really like how it's there's the senior salute project where all every grade, the every grade except the seniors, the freshmen, sophomores, juniors, they all have to find a senior to do all the ones in radio, and then all of the seniors have to do a senior gratitude project or a senior reflection. Mm-hmm. So you really get to hear both ends of it, which I think is really fascinating mm-hmm. and always really interesting to hear. Yeah. Uh, here right on uh, KMIH eating on the bridge. <laughs> quick plug. Yeah, quick plug for that. Yeah, and make sure to keep listening because we're going to play a Senior Gratitude project later on. Yeah, so you will help us actually up. will get to hear both ends of it, the Senior Salute as well as the Senior Gratitude project. Of course. So right now we actually have Sid on with us here for our news, and let's pull him in right now. Sid, can you hear us all right over there? Yep, I can hear you. And Sid also, actually, on top of our theme, Sid, we're just wondering, are there any movie to musical slash movie sequel pipelines that you know of and that you strongly dislike? That I know of and strongly dislike? Actually, this is really controversial. Oh, no. um, He has a take. (laughs) I do have a take. Um, I just, I have to say that I love Les Mis, but it's so hard to do right, like, um, anybody yeah. else that puts on Labus just can't do it. Like, even if you're really good, mm-hmm. I already have like this vision of what Labus <laughs> is supposed to be. Like, if you do, it's it's just it's just not good at a, at a certain point. It's it's so difficult to get right, and it's just like that. Yeah, that's another no. thing with the really well done movies. Like, is a sequel really necessary too? Like, if you know that the original was so good and so timeless and so classic, will any sequel really be able to outdo that? Yeah, honestly, people are people sometimes just are trying to like make money by just like adding some some things like adding sequels and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it honestly just ruins the amazing story that they left behind already. It's just exactly. like sometimes people need to know when to just let it be. Like, I know, and a lot of the, yeah, and a lot, a lot of the <laughs> movies too are not made to have sequels too. Yeah. So when you get that complete closure at the end of a movie, and then there a sequel is made, what could it possibly be on? Like, what is what's left to be told? Exactly. So they're often left reinventing an entirely new plot. Yeah. So that was a hot take, Sid, <laughs> and we appreciate that. But now back to our news, which we have for it's this actually, morning. It's um, actually sports. Our sports, my bad. Oh, yeah, Miles had our news with that paddleboard story. Yeah. yeah. So um, take it away. 
Okay. Well, for your sports for today, here in Seattle, the Mariners are regrouping after a 4-10 loss to the Yankees this weekend. They'll play again today and tomorrow, with the Mariners hoping to reverse the result from yesterday. In the college realm, the Husky softball team shut out Louisiana to set up a Women's College World Series opener against Utah, breaking the scoreless tie in the sixth inning. This is the first time Husky softball has made it this far since 2019. Coming out of Memorial Day weekend, Mercer Island celebrates some big victories from state championships. Boys lacrosse emerged victorious, 11-7, this weekend against Bellevue in the 3A state championship. Tennis was just as successful. Boys tennis and girls tennis fought out all Mercer Island doubles finals, winning their respective state titles. Boys earned first, second, and third in doubles. The girls also took home first and second. So congrats to the Islanders on a successful state run. I'm Sid Straff, and that was your your sports for today. All right. Definitely a lot of wins were taken this weekend. A lot of wins for the Islanders. Congrats to that. That was really big. And I know the Mercer Island tennis program has always been very strong and very powerful. So it's good to see that that's being kept alive. Mm -hmm. Especially after last year. Last year was like crazy. I think almost every single sport had like state titles. Yeah. It was like the comeback of a century, honestly. It was crazy. Some years are just like that. There's just... For some reason, the seniors are just ready to dominate and when they're all there and they're all ready. And I know that was lacrosse. I think that was two years ago. The the seniors on the lacrosse team were insane and they had been to state, I think, I want to say two or three times. I'm trying to think. I think you're right. So it's good to see that a lot of sports at MIHS are back in full swing Mm -hmm. and thriving at that. Yeah, so this was actually a request, I think, by Sophie, a Jack Johnson song. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this was was a request for me. This is Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson, a classic, a really good one. Definitely a classic. So let's let's hear that right now. Can't you see that it's just raining? There ain't no need to go outside. But, baby, you hardly even notice when I try to show you. Song is meant to keep what a great song. Classic song. That was incredible. I love Jack Johnson. Me too. All right. So earlier we mentioned how we were talking about all of our sequels and the movie to musical pipeline. And now we're going to test each other and you on some of the movies that you've seen and heard and whether or not they have a sequel, whether that be very popular or a crash and burn. Mm-hmm. So... Sophie, we I know we both prepared a few, just a few little movies that may or may not have a sequel and testing the other person if they know if it's true or not. So do you want to start us off with? I, yeah, first? you know what? I'm going to start us off. Okay. I'm going to start off with a bang. So you know that movie Jaws? Uh-huh. You know the one with the dunna dunna yeah. dunna? Yeah. Does that movie have a sequel? What do you think? Mm, that's a toughie. It is. Because already the movie is, I'm trying to think of how it ended, because I watched it a long time ago, and I'm trying to think if it had that I actually have no idea how it goes. I can't (laughs) remember the last time I watched it. I'm going to say, I think it was so popular with its soundtrack especially, I think they would have to have made a sequel, and I'm going to predict that the sequel did terribly. I I regret to inform you, you are right. (laughs) They have a sequel. It's called Jaws the Revenge. Oh. And from what I've seen, I don't think it gained a lot of traction. Really? Um, I didn't know it existed. Nobody really I feel like at the end of Jaws, they killed the shark. I think so. I have no idea. Maybe. Well, it did mention revenge. What if it, like, survived? It must have been. It must have. Yeah. I I think the soundtrack of that song was so popular, the movie was so popular that they had to, they just had to make a sequel of that. Yeah, you you predicted that well. Inevitable. All right. Okay, this next one is, are you familiar with Groundhog's Day? I am not. Groundhog's Day. Okay. Are you going to spare me on this one? I'll spare you on this one then. I'll spare you. Okay. Now, this one, I'm sure you're just familiar with the name, King Kong, the movie. Do you think it has a sequel or no? King Kong. Hmm. I feel like there's a ton of, like, 
different adaptations. I could be wrong, but um, I'm going to go with no. I think they would leave it as uh, a one, what's, I was, what do you call it? Like a, a single, I don't know, just one movie. You were right. I there, knew there it. There is no King Kong 2. They would not do that. That makes no sense at all. They're, they they could find a way, except there was, there are some, some more underground, actually, I'm not sure if there, there were some teasers for a potential sequel, Godzilla X-Kong, oh. <laughs> The New Empire, which... There were, a f- it was at first, it was just a few small teasers, very low-key, but it's actually looking like that actually might be a movie now in 2024. Oh, oh I think I so, saw a trailer for it, actually. Really? So TBD, actually. Actually, yeah, maybe I could be wrong. There you were know, some maybe teasers. Maybe there is a sequel coming out soon. So as of now, no. But, mm-hmm. but like, maybe in the future. But maybe potentially in the future. So I don't like that. I would consider that, I would consider <laughs> that one point for you. Yeah. Okay. So right now we're tied one for one. Yes. I feel like this one's gonna be a little hard. So legally blonde, and I know you probably know that there, you know, the is musical. A, yeah, there is a musical. Wait, but is there a movie sequel? Yeah. I. That's my question. Okay, that's hard because the movie did so well, but that movie entirely ended on a closure note. Hmm. I I think I have to say no for that one because I can't possibly think of what they would have in a sequel unless it's a completely different plot. You're actually incorrect. Really? There's not one, two sequels. Are you serious? I'm oh, being wait. so serious. Actually, I feel like I remember seeing that the movie poster. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, what yeah. What could that possibly be about? I have no idea. I remember I watched it once. It was not that good, guys. Oh, my god. I'm going to be honest. Nothing lives up to the first movie. That's insane. A lot of these movies that are really targeted towards teens, they do really well. They decide they need to make a sequel. It just does terribly. It does terribly, exactly. Oh my gosh. I I didn't even know there was a third one until I searched it up. A third one, too. That means the second one must have done. Okay. Well, then. I have no idea. I remember I watched it. It was not memorable. And Mm -hmm. the third one actually was released this year. Really? So... Oh my gosh. It's still going, guys, but I'm, I'm yet to Maybe see it. Maybe a fourth. A fourth is in the works, potentially. <laughs> I really hope not. I think they, <laughs> they should have ended it at the first movie, they, but that's a personal opinion, I guess. Interesting. That actually like, caught me off guard. Okay, next up is American Psycho. American Psycho, do you think there is a sequel? Um, I'm going to go with yes. It did so well. It's like... You know, a classic, an American classic, some would say. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the S. There is actually a musical adaptation Whoa. and a sequel. The Whoa. sequel, though, was very, very unpopular. It was a flop, as some would call it. Yeah. It was mostly regarding, of course, the plot of the movie. Uh, there's a lot of critiques on the main character, as well as the lack of a deeper meaning between what, yeah. how she chose her victims. Yeah. So again, mainly stuff regarding to the plot and how you really just can't recreate the original. Yeah, I did not know there was a musical adaptation. Neither did I, and I'm pretty sure the musical adaptation did pretty good. That's really odd. When would you sing in a movie like that? I know. So I, That's so weird. They're, they're, just, they're never running out of ideas these days. Yeah, they're reaching for ideas. <laughs> I just, I don't, I did not expect that, I'm going to be honest. Mm. Um. Wow, I'm I'm honestly I'm shocked. Um, th- maybe this is a good time for us to play another song while we I think, think so about too. That. We'll let you guys sit with those those new revelations that th- there are more sequels than you would expect. So right now, here is "Everywhere" by Fleetwood Mac. Another great one. That was Everywhere by Fleetwood Mac. I feel like everybody knows that song. I, I do too. I think a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs are just, people don't realize that. It's Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, exactly. Course. What a great song. But so we talked about earlier, we talked a lot, a lot about our <laughs> the negative feelings we have towards movie sequels yeah. and their adaptations. But Sophie and I wanted to talk a little bit more on movies that we do want a sequel for. 
Mm-hmm. So, first, I want to talk about this idea. Okay, here's what I think. This is my take on it. I think that movies should work more towards having a reunion sequel where they get back some of the exact same actors. Oh, I or, see. Yeah, or at least a few of them because they did that in. Okay, actually, this is a bad example, but <laughs> in Mamma Mia Two, okay. they had um, they had some of the same actors, and of course that movie did. Of course that movie did not do as well as the original, but it still it was a really interesting. It was really interesting to see some of the same actors back on it. Mm-hmm. I actually was not too much of a fan of Mamma Mia Two. Mm-hmm. Honestly, neither was I, but. Yeah. I like the concept where they brought back some of the same actors. And I think that would really, it would just make people overall be more in support of the movie. Yeah, I, I think. think you're right. Because if you're having a completely different plot, like a lot of these movies do, having at least the same actors still gives that effect. And to see how much they've all grown and changed, it is really interesting. So I think more movies should do that if they were to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. I have like a specific movie that I want a sequel mm-hmm. for. Um, have you heard of the movie 10 Things I Hate About You? Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Me and one of my best friends love that movie. We've watched it probably like 15 times. <laughs> it is such a good movie. And like, though I don't think it needs a sequel because yeah. it, like, it wraps up pretty nicely. I just like the movie so much. I want to see another version that, of it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good movie to have a sequel about. I don't know I'm what trying... they would do. Like, Okay, a lot of movies do it where the main character has a kid. And then oh, the kid goes God. through the exact same thing as them. <laughs> That's kind of terrible. <laughs> I, I feel like that could happen that could as a sequel happen. to that. Yeah, but I guess it wouldn't work because Heath Ledger was um, the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess no sequel is possible. No sequel, no sequel for that part, but yeah. that would be a good one. And okay, I think I also, one thing in addition to that, I like when a TV show will have a movie adaptation of it. Oh, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, this is uh, like Wizards, <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place. Girl. That show. <laughs> there was a movie about it, and I thought the movie was really good. I have never seen the movie. Really? I didn't even know they had a movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I was thinking of, like, Phineas and Ferb. They have, oh. like, that one movie, like, when they go into, like, a different dimension or something. Mm. Love that movie. Interesting. I think it's great, personally. I like it when shows have a movie adaptation to it. It is it. Interesting though, because I know Wizards of Waverly Place has a laugh track on it. Oh, that's the show odd. and the movie doesn't, and it's just weird to hear no the, laugh track. No laugh track. Interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting. But yeah, I think that is. I'm still thinking about ten things I hate about you. Would be a really. I'd be interested in seeing if they were to do a sequel for that one. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, I think it's a great standalone movie, and I yeah. probably wouldn't like the sequel if they came out with one. But <laughs> The idea of one. The idea of one. I, I need one. It's still nice. And also, okay, do you know the term jumping the shark? I don't. Okay, so a brief history on that. The phrase was really coined in 1985 by John Hay- Hine uh, in response <laughs> to a 1977 episode from... The fifth season, actually, of the American sitcom Happy Days, in which Fonzie, the main character, he jumps over a shark while he's water skiing. And the whole term, jumping the shark, is referring to when a movie or a show will just, is reaching for content because they they have nothing left. So in like the scene, he's literally jumping over a shark with water skis. I see. Yeah, and then, okay, also, you know the movie, the show Manifest, the plain yes! one? Yes, oh my goodness, I'm that in the middle movie, of watching it. That movie has been critiqued to be jumping the shark, as one would say. I didn't even know they had a movie. Quite, no, not the movie, the show. Oh, the show. Just because they're yeah. reaching for content for a lot of the things. It's definitely, it's getting really weird. That's actually Super funny, pendant. I'm watching it right now. <laughs> really, and Grey's Anatomy too, those ones like those. Oh, Grey's Anatomy, yeah. Where it's just, Grey's Anatomy, all the characters have been killed off, it's... What what's left? Yeah, and Ellen Pompey, the main character, she is actually one of the highest paid actors. Whoa! Ever ever. How do they keep getting her back? I don't full for like fifteen seasons, isn't I it? I have no I, idea. I lost track after ten. She got into the double digits. That's crazy. But earlier, we also going back, <laughs> going back to our features. We talked a little bit about our senior salutes and our senior gratitude project. And Sophie, do you remember when we said that we would be playing? the flip side of a senior salute to your yeah. senior gratitude project. I, I do remember, and I actually, I've never listened to one of these gratitude projects. Neither have I, so I'm actually really excited to hear 
uh, mm-hmm. Miles, who actually did our news for today, his yeah. senior gratitude project. So here's Miles. Uh, let's hear what he has to say. I'm Miles Avalos from the graduating class of 2023, and I wanted to take some time to reflect on my time in high school over the last four years and thank the people who made my experience here so amazing. Freshman year was a really awesome year and probably my favorite just because of all the newness and excitement of the school. And one teacher I want to thank from my freshman year is my English teacher, Miss Stafford. She's always been so kind and supportive, and she makes learning in her classroom environment really fun. The class discussions were always really cool, and being in her class made me feel safe and secure. And I think a lot of students who've had her could relate to that. But towards the end of my freshman year was when COVID-19, the pandemic, started. I remember them saying we were going to be out for maybe a couple weeks But I think school was actually canceled for around a month. And of course, the pandemic and online school lasted much longer than that. And I'm just going to say it, freshman year was the golden era of the pandemic. No one you knew really had it. You were just excited to be away from school. (laughs) I remember me and my friends started a running club during the early stages when we didn't know how serious it was going to be. And when we did get back to online school, everyone just got A's for free. So that was fun. But moving into my sophomore year was when it really got bad. Online school after a while just got so monotonous and boring. And it seemed that in a lot of classes, not much learning was going on. There was one class I remember where we took tests and the tests were open internet. So teachers definitely lowered their expectations quite a bit during this time period. But a couple teachers I want to shout out that didn't lower their expectations were Miss Seely and Miss Rinlob, which was an English world history block class. They still required you to do plenty of assignments, plenty of textbook reading. And the biggest thing was that during the classes, they graded on participation, which meant that you got marked down if you had your camera off or you were just not engaging. So while many classes that I took in that time, everyone had their cameras off. No one spoke when the teachers asked questions. In this class, everyone was very engaged, cameras on, raising their hands. And it just felt like a sliver of normalcy in a time that was very much not that. And I found myself looking forward to going to this class every day. Another thing that really helped was sports when it started back up. They did cross-country practices in pods of five or six people starting in the spring. And then we had a mini cross-country and track season. So that was one of the things that allowed me to retain some sense of sanity. Gotta give a big shout out to my cross-country and track coach, Susan Empey. So many of my best memories in high school are from being part of those running teams. Coach Susan has just fostered such an awesome team environment where everyone supports each other and is happy to celebrate each other's success. I remember I was grinding my whole junior year to break five minutes in the mile, and after a lot of hard work, when I finally accomplished it, everyone was just so genuinely excited for me. And that's definitely got to be one of the biggest highlights from my high school experience. I want to shout out Miss Adsit, who was my pre-calc and statistics teacher, so took a lot of math that year. But I really appreciate how she taught and the care that she had for her students. I would come in often to ask questions if I didn't understand something with the unit circle or a statistics concept, and she was always so patient and supportive. And I actually enjoyed her statistics class so much that I am planning to study statistics in college. So yeah, big thanks to Miss Adsit, and I highly recommend taking statistics to anyone who's in high school. And that brings me to my senior year, where I think the biggest thing I'd like to mention is my radio involvement. So I was given the title of news director this year by my radio teachers, Joe and Natalie. In this position, I've gotten to interview so many different types of people, and I've gotten to learn all kinds of new things that I never would have known before. I want to thank Joe and Natalie for trusting in me to do a good job and teaching me how to report the news, but also for allowing me to be creative and to come up with cool ways to present information over the airwaves. So all in all, I'm excited for the future and excited to meet new friends and try new things. But I'll of course always look fondly on my time at MIHS and all that I learned and all the people that helped me along the way. I'm Miles Avalos from the 2023 graduating class, signing out on 88.9 The Bridge. So sad that Miles is leaving. I know. That was a that was okay, that was Sophie and I's first time both hearing a senior gratitude project. Mm-hmm. And it is really interesting. It's I think it's always a little bit more in depth because the seniors have a little bit more time to really think about those questions and mm-hmm. 
construct their response to that. So it is really interesting to hear that, and it's crazy that we're going to be doing that next year. I I don't like that, actually. <laughs> I don't like the idea of that at all. Yeah. So, um, straight away from that, <laughs> we're going to talk about our last topic of our theme, which is movie sequels. Movie sequels that we thought were better than the original. This, I have, a, like, a strong opinion about. Like, I think... So, you've seen... You've probably seen Mulan, right? Mm-hmm. I think Mulan 2 is... Oh. Like, equal, if not better than the hot original. Take. Definitely really? a hot take. But, guys, if you watch the movie, you'll know what I'm thinking. You'll, like, you'll know. And I'm trying to... Okay, wait. Mulan 2, is that... Does that one also have the songs in it? Yeah, it has a couple songs. Here and there. Interesting. It has, like, I think some of the best songs. Yeah, like, and that one was... Like, significantly after the original, too, right? I think so, yeah. So and I'm not talking about, like, the live-action Yeah, no. No, 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 no. We, no. we are not a fan of live-action live adaptations. Definitely not. For me, I would probably say either X-Men or Paddington 2. Paddington 2. Those are both, I would say, <laughs> just as good, if not better. Paddington especially, just because of the animations, I feel, of Paddington, that's... I think something about it is just so satisfying. The animation I think you're right. It, it definitely like gets better. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like animation movies where it's like the sequels, yeah, just better. And sometimes like the Little Mermaid one, when the animation is so realistic, it's just unsettling almost. Yeah, there's like a happy medium. Like either you're animated or you're not, and I think yeah. you need to choose. Yeah, pick a side pick when a it side. comes to animations because some of these live actions are just not. Not We're not it. cutting it right. Yeah, exactly. But on that, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to KMI to Mercer Island, 88.9 The Bridge. This has been Sophie Cartwright. And Sophie Hill. Keep listening for more great music, shows, and talk programs here on 88.9. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMI staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your breakfast on the bridge. And thank you for listening.